morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of 1 Kings chapter number 14. The book of 1 Kings chapter number 14. Let me remind you, there are uh, fill-in-the-blank sermon notes on the back of the bulletin that will help you follow along and uh, give you something to keep you focused as well as something to take home with you this morning. The book of 1 Kings chapter number 14 We're going to begin reading with verse number 1 this morning. The Bible says at that time Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, became sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, please arise, notice this phrase, and disguise yourself that they may not recognize you as the wife of Jeroboam. And go to Shiloh. Indeed, Ahijah, the prophet, is there who told me that I would be king over this people. Also take with you ten loaves, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will become of the child. And Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose, went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were glazed by reason of his age. Now the Lord had said to Ahijah, Here is the wife of Jeroboam, coming to ask you something about her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes in that notice she will pretend, she will pretend to be another woman. And so it was when Ahijah heard the sound of her footsteps, as she came through the door, he said, come in, wife of Jeroboam. Notice the phrase, why do you pretend to be another person? For I have been sent to you with bad news. This morning I want to use for my subject, the masks we wear. The masks we wear. Father, I thank you today for the word of the Lord. Father, I just pray today that, Lord, your anointing will rest again upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. Father, if there's anyone here today wearing a mask, I pray that today will be the day that they remove the mask and become the person that you have ordained for them to become. Help us, enable us today for the glory of God we ask in the name of Jesus. All of God's people said praise the Lord. Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. Well, we all are aware that today is Halloween. Tonight about dusk your doorbell is going to ring. And when you answer it you're going to be met by a herd of kids dressed up in costumes. Yelling at the top of their lungs trick or treat. Most of them will be wearing masks and pretending to be someone that they are not. Now we understand that playing pretend and make-believe and putting on masks is all just a part of being a child. All of us have done it. The problem is very few people ever take off their mask. Oh, they may not be wearing the same mask that they wore as a child, but the fact remains that most people, yes, adults, are wearing a mask pretending to be something or someone that they are not. I want to talk to you today about the masks we wear. The first thing I'd like to talk about this morning is why people wear masks. Why people wear masks? And why do people wear masks? Why do people pretend to be someone? Why do people pretend to be something that, that indeed they are not? 
And we understand there are just a host of reasons. And we could, we could give reason after reason after reason this morning. But I, I have chosen just simply to talk about three this morning. Let me suggest, first of all, that, that some people wear masks, first of all, for a disguise. For a disguise in our text, King Jeroboam made his wife disguise herself and go before the prophet Ahijah to ask about the fate of their child that was very ill. You see, because Jeroboam was a very wicked king and because he had led God's people away from from God, because of his wickedness, he felt that the prophet would more than likely prophesy judgment upon him and tell him that his son was going to die. So he made his wife put on a mask. He, he told his wife to disguise herself so that perhaps the prophet would not recognize her as the wife of a wicked king. Oh, he did this in hopes that he would get a better and more positive response and better and more positive prophecy from the prophet of God. Some people wear masks in order to disguise themselves so that people will not see them for who they really are. People try to disguise themselves for various, various reasons. Some, some because of inferiority. They don't like who they are. They think that if they take off their mask and expose who they really are and expose their true self, that they're afraid that people will not receive them, people will not accept them, people will not love them. Some disguise themselves in order to look like everyone else. So they'll fit in. Some disguise themselves by putting on a mask of confidence to cover up fear. You see, many who exude so much self-confidence that they appear to be cocky and arrogant, in actuality they are really just masking the fact that they are in reality very insecure. And the motto of these wearing the disguise mask is fake it till you make it. Mary Kay Nash, the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics, made this statement. She said, everybody wears an invisible sign around them, uh, around their neck that says, notice me, validate me, make me feel important. Everyone needs to be noticed. Everybody needs to be validated. Everybody has a genuine need to be loved and accepted, appreciated, and affirmed. If we understand this, then why are we not better at giving it? I said if we understand that, that every individual, that every person, no matter who they are, oh, has a genuine need to be loved and received and accepted and appreciated and affirmed. If we understand this, then why aren't we better at giving it? Another reason why people wear masks is for a defense. Sometimes masks are, are worn for protection. The hockey goalie will will certainly wear a mask to protect himself from the hockey puck that is coming at him at the speed of a rocket. The catcher in baseball will wear a mask to protect himself from that 95 mile an hour fastball that's coming toward him from the pitcher. People wear masks sometimes as a defense mechanism. 
The truth of the matter is they're dying on the inside. And yet they put on a mask that says, I'm okay. Everything's alright. I'm doing just fine. I mean, I wouldn't want somebody to think that I was weak or something. I'll never forget several years ago, my wife was awakened in the middle of the night with a burden for a young lady in our church who just happened to live across the street from us. And she stayed up all night praying and interceding and calling this young lady's name in prayer and, and had such a burden for on her heart for this young lady in our church. The next morning when it was late enough in the morning that it would be proper for her to do so. She walked across the street and she rang the doorbell and this young lady in our church, when she came to the door, she saw that it was my wife and, and she got a big smile on her face and she said, oh, so glad that you came over this morning. Come on in. Let me, let me fix us something to drink. Let's come on in. Let's have some time of fellowship and my wife went in and, and wow, this young lady seemed so upbeat and seemed so positive and seemed like everything was just great and wonderful and finally, I don't know how it happened exactly, I wasn't there, but in time my wife said, well, it looks to me like perhaps I really missed it. It looks to me like I spent the whole night uh, 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 without sleep for nothing. And my wife said, called her name and said, the Lord woke me up early this morning and put you upon my heart and I've been praying for you. God told me that you were going through some difficulty. And as soon as she said that, she began to have a meltdown. She began to weep and she began to cry. And she began to pour her heart out and tell my wife the struggle and the trauma of her life. Men are especially vulnerable to this mask. Because they are taught all of their lives that big boys don't cry. Junior falls down and hits his head on the coffee table and mama makes a big fuss over him but daddy steps in and says, leave him alone, he's alright. Big boys don't cry. Come on son, daddy says, wipe those tears out of your eyes and show mama what a big boy you are. You're not hurt son, that blood will dry up in a few hours. It's all part of being a man. And at a very early age he learns Put on a mask. Another reason why people wear masks is for deception. Some people put on a mask in order to appear to be something that they are not. It might be the family man mask. Dad is actually a tyrant at home, but, but in public he puts on the family man mask and pretends to be the perfect husband and father. King Jeroboam made his wife put on a mask, put on a disguise in order to try and deceive the man of God. I ask you this morning, who besides God really knows who people really Pastors deceive churches. Husbands deceive wives. Wives deceive husbands. Children deceive their parents. How often has something come out about an individual or someone does something like kill somebody or rape somebody or some child reports their parents for abuse and people that have known them for years say things like, I just can't believe it. I never would have suspected 
They're the last person on earth I would have thought would do such a thing. Why? This person had been wearing a mask for the express purpose of deceiving everybody around them. A certain school was having hero day. The kids came to school dressed in the costume of their favorite hero. Some came as Superman. There were others that came like Batman. Others came dressed as Spider-Man. One little boy thought it would be neat to dress up like Jesus. When he got to school, another little boy didn't recognize his costume for what it was, made fun of him, and called him Little Bo Peep. So the little boy that was dressed up to look like Jesus beat him up. (laughs) He might have looked like Jesus, but he certainly did not act like Jesus. Let me tell you this morning, some people come to church wearing masks. They put on their Jesus mask in order to try and look like Him. They've looked like the devil all week long. But when they get to church, they put on the Jesus mask. Oh, they may have the mask on, but they certainly don't act like Him. Oh, they know how to act the part, but their intention is to deceive. Yeah, they know how to talk the talk, but they seldom walk. The walk. Jesus said in Matthew 23 and 28, You outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy. In our text, when Jeroboam instructed his wife to put on the mask of deception and and go and deceive the prophet, God told on him. I love God. He's so cool. When Jeroboam instructed his wife to put on a mask and a mask of deception and go and deceive the man of God, God told the man of God, God told on him. Chapter 14, verse Kings, verse 5 and 6. Now the Lord, the Lord had said to Ahijah, Here comes the wife of Jeroboam. He's going to come and ask you something about her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes in that she will pretend to be another woman. And so it was when Ahijah heard the sound of her footsteps as she came through the door, he said, come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why do you pretend to be another person? And some of you don't like to read your Bible. I'm not real fond of the gats myself, but there's some cool stuff in here. Hear me this morning. If you are wearing the mask of of deception, be careful. God just might tell off on you. I said, if you're wearing a mask and you're trying to to deceive somebody today, amen, if you're wearing the mask or if you really look like the devil all week long and you just put on a mask, a Jesus mask on Sunday morning, let me tell you, God just liable to tell off on you. God just might expose you. Luke chapter 8 and verse 17. Jesus said, For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open. And everything, say everything. And everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. All right, we've talked about why people wear masks. Now let's talk a little bit this morning about which masks 
people wear. Again, there are so many that we could talk about this morning, but I've narrowed it down to three. Let's talk first of all about the success mask. The American dream is turned into a nightmare. Americans today seem to equate success with power, position, prestige, and possessions. To be a success by American standards means that you're going to have to live in the right house, you're going to have to drive the right car, you're going to have to wear the right clothes, you're going to have to have the right career, you're going to have to belong to the right clubs. Power, position, prestige, possessions. And because of this, people are putting on a mask of success and pretending to be successful. In reality, it's just a facade. In reality, they are in debt up to their eyeballs. They rob from Peter to pay Paul every single month. Oh, they don't want to look less successful than the neighbors. They don't want to look less successful than their brother or their sister or somebody in church. And so they mortgage their soul and put on a mask of success. And they fake it by living on credit. Jesus said in Luke 12 and 15, your life does not consist in the abundance of the things that you possess. Let me help you out a little bit this morning. Listen to me this morning. You wouldn't be nearly as concerned about what other people think about you if you only knew how seldom other people actually think about you. Most people are totally consumed with their three favorite people. I, me, and my. Most people are so self-focused that they don't pay any attention to anyone other than themselves. We know that people aren't listening to us. Most people wouldn't listen at all if they didn't know they got their, next, their turn next. Most of the time when somebody's telling us, we're thinking about what we're going to say next. We're so consumed that, how so worried about what everybody's going to think. If we only understood, they ain't thinking about us. They're thinking about themselves. And let me help you out a little bit this morning with with this success thing. Joshua 1 and 8 says, study this book of instruction. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, the Bible said, will you prosper and have success in all you do. Joshua says success is defined as knowing what the Bible says and following the instruction of the book. I've shared this with you before, but it bears repeating. It's amazing to me that people will spend their entire lives accumulating things. Their entire life revolved around their things. They are consumed with the bigger and the better, the new and the improved, the latest and the greatest. But when it comes time to die, they don't even mention their things. No one says on their deathbed, drive my Mercedes up by the window so I can look at it one more time. 
Nobody says, bring me my bank statement. I want to see how much money I've got. I can't die until I have one last look at my boat and my motorcycle and my motorhome. Never. Never. Notice another mask that people wear. It's the spiritual mask. You've seen them before, haven't you? Holy Harry and Sanctified Sally. Oh, they appear to be the most spiritual people in the church. They set themselves up as some kind of watchdog over the church. And they're quick to point out any flaws in the leadership of the church while absolutely ignoring their own. They are the ones that Jesus described when he said that they point out the toothpick that's in their brother's eye while ignoring the boulder that's in their own. Holy Harry and sanctified Sally have World War III going on before church. Everybody at their house wakes up cranky on Sunday morning because they stayed up half the night. And the kids are fighting and mom can't do a thing with her hair. And dad is out in the car honking his horn. (laughs) And on the way to church, mom discovers Darden Jr.'s here and starts digging it out with her finger. And they're yelling and they're fussing and they're fighting all the way to church. But as soon as they get to church, they all get out of the church and walk hand in hand into church looking like the all-American family. And Holy Harry and Sanctified Sally greet everyone with a big smile and a glory to God. Hallelujah, brother. Ain't God good? I'll stop you laughing right now. Jesus said in Matthew 23 and 25, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish, so that the outside of them may be clean also. Let me tell you, friend, not everybody that sets themselves up to appear spiritual really is. True spirituality has little to do with how one appears on the outside, but how they really are on the inside. And many who appear to be spiritual are only wearing a mask. Oh, they don't drink, smoke, dip, or chew, but their tongue is as long and as sharp as a sword. True spirituality is not measured, friend, by how you act at church, but how you live your life. Notice one more mask that people wear. How about the superiority mask? Romans 12 and 3 says, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Oh, don't you love the word? I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. 
Too many saints are wearing this mask. They act as if they are better than they really are. Act as if they are better than everybody else. Some, in order to cover up their insecurities and inferiority and fear of not measuring up, they will pretend or mask themselves as better than others. And let me be honest with you this morning. Sometimes people get this label of superiority placed on them unfairly. I remember a pastor's wife who was intimidated by another pastor's wife because this other pastor's wife had the appearance of somebody that just stepped out of a glamour magazine. I mean, her clothes and her hair were perfect, her nails, her jewelry, the way she carried herself. And this other pastor's wife, not my wife, by the way, But this other pastor's wife that we know, I heard her say about this other pastor's wife, I'm intimidated by her, she said. I said, I called her by name, I said, oh my goodness, don't be intimidated by her. Hang around her a little bit. As soon as she opens her mouth and talks, you can see she's just a Texas hick like the rest of us. In reality, this person is, is a very down-to-earth, nice, friendly person. She's well-packaged. She knows how to put herself together and she knows how to carry herself. Nothing wrong with that. But in reality, she's down-to-earth. She's nice. She's friendly. We're, we're good friends with, with this couple. But she had been labeled, wrongly labeled, I might add, as arrogant and superior acting sometimes because of a person's appearance or because of their position or because of their accomplishments or sometimes because of our jealousy. We wrongly judge people. I remember when I first moved here seven and a half years ago, I, I misjudged a certain pastor in our area. I, I misjudged him as, as acting superior and unapproachable and better than thou. I've been here seven and a half years now, and I, I've since discovered uh, that the truth of the matter is he's just very shy. He's just a very shy, unassuming, very sharp, but very shy, unassuming doesn't push himself forward kind of person. He didn't talk to me because simply he was quiet and shy and not outgoing. It wasn't in his nature to, to go out of his way. And, and I actually talk to him quite often. I'm actually a friend of his now. Very, very friendly. Very, very personable. I had misjudged him. The truth of the matter is there was a few people who misjudged me when I first approached and came on the scene seven and a half years ago right here at this church. All this being said, there are, though, on the other hand, people who do act as if they are superior to others and they love to look down their long, pious nose at you as if to say, why in the world would you think that you would have the right to speak to me? I've met people like this. I've met preachers like this. I've met singers like this. I'll never forget a young lady that was in our church 
years ago and she went off to Southwestern and she was a part of the Harvester Choir. And So we had the Harvester Choir come in and, and when you're in the Harvester Choir and you're in your home church, you get to testify. You get to, you get to uh, promote or you get to introduce a song because it's your home church. And this young lady that was from our church, I'll never forget her introducing this song and testifying. And she was so nervous uh, to be up in front of her own church. And she was so nervous that she said, she said, I want all of you to worship us while we sing. <laughs> it was just nerve. She meant to say worship while we sing. But you know what? I've seen a few people. I've seen a few preachers. I've seen a few singers. That their attitude was, worship me while I sing. Worship me while I preach. If I do real good, throw money at my feet. Amen. All right, we talked about why people wear masks. We've talked about which mask people wear. Got to hurry this morning. Let's talk a little bit about what to do with our mask. What do we do with our mask? Let me suggest three things. First of all, simply take it off. Take it off. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit. The Bible says that we are not to wear a mask. The Bible says that it's wrong to deceive one another. Peter said, Duh, be done with all deceit. So if you're wearing a mask for any reason today, simply take it off. Now I know that it's easier said than done, especially if you 